everyone this is Marta and this is Anna and this is you've got five options show yes and today we have a treat for you because we have actually kidnapped a speaker from TEDx Aarhus 2019 and he is here immobilized sitting in a chair next to us uh, in between us actually and he agreed to be a guest on our show hello Bryce hello hello Hello, hello. So we have really a treat because you are a professional public speaker, I could say, right now. Yeah. Yes. Sense, yes. I, so absolutely. it will be difficult to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We will I'm manage. long-winded. Yes, we will manage. Plus, you are a native speaker, so I hope that you will enjoy this hour when we will basically butter your mother tongue. All right. Um, let's go. Let's do it. That that was very merciful of you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Before we will get to the actual show, I would like to remind you guys that we are still voting for the best story from our Halloween special episode where three of our listeners sent a really scary, spooky, true stories that they happened to them. And on our website, the5options.com, five as a number, you can find Halloween storytelling competition vote. And then you go there and you can hear actually three beats, three stories and vote for the best one because I have decided that I will not decide who won. The audience, the listeners will, will decide. So I just like to remind you that the voting is until the end of November. So guys, go on your mobiles, go on your computers and vote for the best story. They were spooky, Dennis, right? We were doing that show together. Yeah, yeah two of them were spooky. Two of them. One was not so spooky. Yeah, yeah. But we will not tell you which one. You have to find out by yourself, on yourself. Yeah. So please listen to stories again and revisit the episode. It was really spooky and creepy. And vote for the most scary, most scary or scariest. Bryce? <laughs> scariest. You can also say most scary. Right? But scariest sounds better to me. I had the same problem with <coughs> most stupid or stupidest. Because yeah. I think it's stupidest, but it sounds like... I feel like more stupid is the proper way, but I grew up saying stupidest. Yeah, so, and know. that actually is the correct way, Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I say most stupid, most stupid, and I feel most stupid when I say most <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, let's introduce Artist of the Week. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week. (laughs) 
this time uh, Dave from Super Moon Music had nothing to do with bringing this artist although if not Dave who took care of uh, my child which is also coincidentally his child uh, while I was on TEDx Orhus maybe we wouldn't be able to meet Bright no Marta you would interview him anyway right I guess so yeah. and I think it's a very long <laughs> long shot yeah. to credit that to Dave. <laughs> no, I'm not crediting. I'm just thinking that we have that jingle, you know, uh, Supermoon Music presents Artist of the Week. And obviously, Dave uh, is not presenting Bryce. We are presenting Bryce because we met him and we have him here. Hello, Bryce. You know that you are our Artist of the Week, right? I know now if I did it before. Yes, we have prepared you know, him I was actually well. confused because uh, I wanted. I was like, oh, I get to listen you know, to an artist with them and stuff like that. But then I realized, oh, Bryce, can you me. can you sing? <laughs> no, no, no. I well, it depends. It depends. Sometimes on, I can. <laughs> I, you know what? When I'm with my son, he tells me I can sing. So he's he says, "Oh, then it good that." And so I'm like, "Okay, cool, I can sing." Then with um, when I'm with his mother or, you know, maybe, I don't know, if I sing for you guys, you know, it might be a different story. Okay. You know, of course, we all can sing in the shower. But, yeah, um, that, that's true. We are all Celine Dion yeah, under the shower. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, professionally or, you know, if I'm going to go make an album tomorrow, probably not. Mm. <laughs> okay. And how old is your son? He is three years old. <coughs> Okay, I would say that his uh, his uh, judgment is probably biased because Slightly. he loves you very much, and you are the okay. dad. All right, but well. but uh, you can hey, give man. it. You I'll, can give hey, it. I'll a take try. it. I'll take it. Well, you it have gives it. me confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great radio voice, so I'm pretty sure you could pull it off. Yeah. So you could pull it off something. But you are the artist of the week because let's start with saying that you are a professional dancer and entertainer. Yes. And also a public speaker. So I consider all three of those as an art, a mm. form of art. So that's why, Denise, you are... Uh, not Denise, Jesus. <laughs> I look at Denise. That's why I say Denise. That's why Dennis. Bryce... Dennis. Dennis is always here. Yes. Um, that's why I consider you the artist of the week. So, nice. uh, Bryce, please tell us, how did you actually end up, I don't know where, I have three questions, in Denmark, on TEDx, and in the studio. <laughs> so you can choose with the one that you would like to start. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I ended up in Denmark. We'll just go chronological order. Let's do that. So I moved to L.A. Uh, via New Jersey slash Philly. Um to pursue dance, uh, and I pursued it as the, uh, I was pursuing the entertainment world of it, so the, the tours, the TV shows, and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, and at that point, I had been dancing, this was back in 2009, 2010, I had just got kicked off of, of my round, and so you think you could dance, and mm. what happened was, and, and with that, just a quick little thing, what happened was with that, is instead of getting on the plane to go back home, I just, um, after talking to my dad on the phone and, and a couple other people, decided, okay, I'm going to stay. So I ripped up the ticket, took the $160 out of my pocket, caught a shuttle, which was $30, $35. So that, now, you know, and you, you do the math. Then I had to find a motel room for the night before I found my friend. So, yeah, long story short, I ended up in L.A., staying there. I lived there for about a year and a half, two years, I think. And I was teaching a workshop in health dance. And who's now? She's now a friend of mine now. But her name was Freder her name is Frederica Halber. Danish names I, I suck at. But <laughs> you're not that. the only one. 
<laughs> I feel better. Um, so she hit me up later uh, and asked me, yo, we, we would love uh, the students here and really need uh, what you have to offer. Could you come teach? And so, you know, I said yes, of course. <clears throat> and that was in, I want to say, 2011. And that started the process. I really started liking Denmark. Uh, never heard of it before coming here, but then really liked it and just met really good people and just been coming back and forth ever since. And yeah, uh, that's how I ended up staying here. And then what, well, no, that's how I ended up here. How mm-hmm. I ended up staying here <clears throat> was I fell in love uh, with my son's mother and uh, we were separated now, but I fell in love with her and we still love her to death. And we um, had a three-year-old little boy and, you know, between her and him, there I saw no reason uh, to be even thinking about going back to the states. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so it's a very uh, typical story when a person comes here, meets the Viking female or male, and then is um, getting you know into a relationship. I think a lot of uh, international people end up staying in Denmark because of love. Yeah. So uh, it's that's what I've, that's been my experience in conversations. So. I guess so. it's, I don't know about you guys. We are the odd ones. We, we are, are the absolutely <laughs> crazy ones, <laughs> having partners from different <laughs> continents, oh, <okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and staying here nevertheless. So uh, yeah, nice. we we came as an exchange students. Okay. Our semester is still keep on going after a decade or more. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is how we, we came to study. So yeah. and actually the partners we have exactly as Marta said are not Danes. Yeah. So well, I noticed you have Rodriguez in your name, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yes. like, that's not Danish. No, no, no. Although, if it would be Danish, how it would sound, uh, Danish? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. How we pronounce it in Danish? Yeah. Rodriguez. Okay, not not so bad. No, not so bad. Okay, Danish is it's very. It's really kind. hard to change the Spanish language. That's why I love it so much. It's, you you <laughs> kind of just have to say it with the the Spanish swag. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you are here for some years now, and how did you end up at TEDx then? Because you live in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and TEDx was in Aarhus. Yeah. So how how did you make the connection? Um, no, I did a workshop for uh, this this uh, organization called Move Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, I, t- I gave a lecture. Okay. On um, you know my my whole idea of um, we dance how we live, and so. <clears throat> Really, what happened was, you know, this. You, I had everybody moving and grooving, and then I gave the talk, and people responded to it. And then a guy came up to me. Um, his name was James, I believe, and he said, uh, "So shout out to James because that was awesome." He came <laughs> over to me and said, "Yo, what you have to say, more people need to hear, especially here in Denmark." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you're right." And <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "You know what?" He's like my partner. She uh, she's a volunteer for TEDx in Aarhus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend you, and I was like, "Wow, man, that would be awesome," you know. But it was one of those conversations where you know it's like, cool. In the moment, you don't really think about it after you leave. It's like, especially in my line of work, there's always conversations of, "Hey, we should. I'm gonna. You should. <laughs> all that." So you know. Sweet Lord, so it's like with uh, with everyone. I have the same experience. Yeah, there is exactly. so many, you know, we shoot and I'm gonna and most of it it's just like yeah. Yeah. 
it's just set and not most done. of it is bs like you yeah. know most of it is just small talk in the moment you know yeah. or that emotional high in the moment yeah and so um but sometime later um and i told a couple of people about it like oh yeah this guy and i think a couple of people actually went on the tedx all who's also the website mm-hmm. and and also recommended me which was cool and then next thing you know, they got I got an email from them saying, hey, we would like to interview you and see if you're a fit for the speakers panel. And yeah, and I totally bombed that interview. <laughs> I was, oh my God, like I was the worst. Like they like, so tell me about this idea. And I got the one, I got the one um, uh, who's like the, the, the one who runs the whole thing. Yeah. She's staring at me. Anna? Anna, yes. Anna, <laughs> shout out to you, Anna. Sorry. She's staring at me with that very Anna, I run this kind of look. Uh, she's, the, she's the boss. Then I got my curator, uh, Balin, and uh, she, or she ended up being my curator. But they're staring there, and they're just looking at me. And uh, Balin's cute because she was smiling. So she was my, when I needed to feel comforted, or like that, I looked at her. But then uh, Anna, she was just sitting there with the, just a stare, just like... <laughs> Impress me. <laughs> <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah, so I'm talking and I'm trying to explain. I'm stumbling like blip, blap, ba doop, blip, We dance how we live, cause blip, blap, ba doop. <laughs> and, and so then she was like, well, how would you show it? And I was like, cool, I could do this. This is where I shine. I said, okay, guys, stand up with me. So I stand up, Bailey stands up, and it's like, <laughs> so that, yeah for for those of you on tv you can you can see what is yeah, the, what's, exactly. what's the pose. yeah yeah she just arms folded just like yeah i'm not saying i later found out because she was at work but <laughs> in that moment i was intimidated and just all the energy in my groove was just like ah. okay so yeah so i was like okay that's a fail and then they wrote me back and said yo uh, we think what you have to say is uh, very important and we want to use it for um, and we think you're going to be a perfect fit for the panels and the idea that we have for this year. Okay. And yeah, and that's how it happened. And I was just totally floored and did not understand how <laughs> I felt like what? the only thing I said was we dance how we live and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> but they 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 understood. And I have to say this last thing is that the curator team is amazing. Uh, at bringing it out of you, uh, Theodore, um, Theodore, Anton, Balin, they are just um, incredible at bringing out the best in you and getting mm-hmm. you focused uh, for the talk. And <clears throat> that's they saw that. So, and because they saw, they see what your idea is. They believe in you, and they know not everybody is good at getting it down and speaking. So. They have faith in me, and I was like, wow. And all of us, actually. And all of us, I think, did really well, uh, thanks in part to them. Yeah, actually, we, we of course, we were there, as you already know from our introduction. And we actually have a footage where we interview you, Bryce, and uh, other speakers yes. and audience, uh, a.k.a. volunteers, but not really, and also organizers. Mm-hmm. So we will and be... Re- curators. And curators. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we will be releasing that. Uh, in the near future, nice. but we of course uh, saw you live. And Ooh, uh, wait, sorry, funny story. I have to say this <laughs> funny story. Sorry, go sorry, on. Go um, on. <laughs> because Balin, who was my curator, yeah. she was like my like what you call like my mentor throughout the process. Yeah. 
I later I didn't find out till at the end after everything, mm-hmm. and she because she couldn't be there, so she called me to follow up and see how everything went. And I just found out from her that the guy that uh, recommended me from the workshop I did in Copenhagen is the is her partner. They ended up getting they ended up getting married, and I knew I knew that. They got married. This is like I knew they, she was getting married. I didn't know the who, or I thought I didn't know the who, and all that stuff. They got married. She did blah blah blah, all this stuff, and then I find out after everything, he was the one. So I just thought that was a really funny story. That not only did he was he the one that uh, recommended me, but I also ended up being curated and mentored by his wife. So who he recommended me to, and it was just. It was just interesting how I just thought that was funny because I just found that out like a week or two ago. Okay. So, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah, I, I don't, don't, think, I, I don't so. think so. Yeah, I don't nah. think so. I think this is uh, A, this. synchronicity, B, conspiracy, C, a great luck. But anyway, thank you for the story because it is actually, yeah, sometimes you just make those connections and you are yeah. like, what? Really? That happened? So thanks a lot for that, Bryce. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have seen your speech. Martha have seen your speech. And I have to say we were really impressed because one thing that we learned on TEDx from the speakers is that you are usually scripted. So you have a script to follow and you mm-hmm. have to say things as you agreed and you are uh, rehearsing this until you die. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, <coughs> it, that's okay. This is a radio. You can cough, yeah. but but do it, do it to the wall. So yeah. very, very good instincts you have. And uh, I have to say that your uh, speech uh, seemed very natural. Like it wasn't rehearsed in a way that you memorize it. Mm. It was very flowy, very authentic, mm-hmm. and it had elements elements of dance. And I'm not sure if it's available already on uh, YouTube or no, it's no. not yet. Uh, when it will, we will of course post it on our uh, website and on our social media because That's it was dope. a really, really a treat. Uh, so congratulations on the speech. Uh, it was really something. Marta? Yeah, well, I uh, have been, um, well, after your speech, I was talking to the audience, I was talking to um, other people, and many people have really mentioned you as the surprise of the day, that Mm -hmm. they were really, like, moved by your uh, talk. So, and I think that it's quite amazing to actually build a dance into a speech without music. Yeah. Mm. Because it's, it's quite, quite a thing to dance without music i think this is like uh, that that was amazing that yeah was and it really was great. very well incorporated it made sense yeah. it wasn't like you okay so uh, and after this part i will show you something no yeah. it was it was like a storytelling with an element of yeah. this so that was really great and what uh, was funny is about that is that actually that's how i pl- i actually planned it to be because I was so focused that I was being a speaker that I actually planned it to where I would say, and to, and now I'm going to show you. Um, and it was actually Balin who said, uh, let's take the part out and just bring the dance in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I credit her to that because actually I was doing, no, I was going to be like overdoing it with the setup and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it came, it came across good, you know, because of that. It came across great because it looked very flowy and very authentic. Yeah. So before we will get to the challenge of the week, the last question, Bryce, mm-hmm. how did you end up here today in a little radio station in Vibi, Jutland? Yeah. Well, you guys uh, left a very uh, lasting impression on me <laughs> after the, after because you, like 
yeah, like, I hope for a good reason. Like, no, no, no. Like, it's, y'all don't understand. Like, they, they just, there is no, um, I don't want to say there's no filter, but they just, is like, they, they, have, they see, they have tunnel vision. And they don't see nothing or nobody else. Hey, you, we want to uh, we want to talk to you. Come over here. Like I was in the middle of talking to everybody doing yeah. after and they just broke through like, yo, uh, we need you over here in about one minute. We're doing somebody. And like they're just and, and like they didn't they don't have like zero to 60. They go from like 60 to 100. And so it was like this. It was just constantly like that. And I was just when I was when me and uh, who was with me that day? Uh, was it? Uh, Sarah, Sarah, yeah, exactly. When well, me and Sarah were standing there, and they were just like, boom, wow, boom, wow, and like it's just high energy, and they just hitting you with questions, questions that you're like, oh, but the, okay, um, that's a real question. Uh, <laughs> so I loved it, and so I, I was like, okay, and the name was easy to remember. So then I looked up. You got five options um, on my Google Podcast, John, and. Um, John is a word from Philly, by the way. Um, I can explain that later. (laughs) But um, it's, and so I was listening to a couple episodes and I was like, wow, they just like never turned down. (laughs) Like even even in their description, if they sent me an email, professional email, but even in the professional email was just like turned up the way they just word things and just say, hey, yeah, we abandon our kids and our partners (laughs) and we just do like, it's like, it's authentic all the way through. So I'm just like, yo, I got to I got to sit. I want to one day hopefully sit with these guys. And I just told them that, you know, just like, yo, it would be dope to sit with y'all. And then they all responded like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh, okay." (laughs) And so it happened like that. So we didn't really need to kidnap you all that much. Yeah, have actually volunteered. No. Well, that was apparently an overreaction from my side. However, I would like to say that I I, I felt I was quite uh, um, polite when I ambushed you from the yeah, because no, you no I remember you were standing with with people and yeah. you know you were in the middle of a conversation and I was like okay I'm a, a little person and not so loud so I have to sneak in and then uh, I I thought that I apologized to everyone I apologized to everyone who was having a, a conversation with Bryce that I have kidnapped him for the interview but um, yeah but that was your job so was, you know no apologies your job was to get me there and do that interview so yes and, and we did it and <laughs> here we are today guys so uh Bryce uh, we will ask you some more things but they will go to other segments of our show okay. and Dennis I think it's time for our next jingle challenging challenge of the week. I'll pick some really good music, man. Sorry. I'll pick some really <laughs> challenge. good Challenge. Well, I would like to say that we actually <coughs> attempt sometimes to sing. We also have a, like a, a, a secret plan to become the next Mili Vanilli. Okay. Uh, and just to... It's a great uh, ambition. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, with our uh, voices or the tools we possess, that's apparently the only option for us. Uh, however, yeah, that's, uh, that's a very cheerful intro to sometimes quite... 
uh, I would say serious uh, topics we are discussing because okay. in the in the segment challenge of the week we usually discuss some sort of a life challenges or yeah. career challenges or even existential mm. challenges. Uh, so uh, I have asked you, Bryce, to prepare before you will come one challenge, <coughs> and I know that you actually had quite a lot of challenge because oh, yeah. I remember your speech very clearly, and I was also uh, surprised by the level of the vulnerability that you showed on a stage because you talked about things that many people wouldn't like to talk about you know your relationship with your dad or other stuff like this so um, there is a lot to choose from Mm. but I know that you overcome many of those challenges so I asked you to pick one challenge that you consider the most significant for any reason in your life and how did you overcome it or you are still overcoming it Uh, yeah the, the biggest uh, challenge in my life right now is the one that I'm currently in, which is um, restoring my family. Uh, by, I mean, and I mean the family dynamic of me and my son's mother, you know, mm-hmm. being together. Um, restoring that, uh, rebuilding the trust and uh, regaining, you know, my integrity, uh, both as a man and as a husband. Oh, that is actually quite a... Quite a challenge, quite quite a topic, to be honest. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting that <laughs> because that was not in a speech. Very nice, Bryce. So yeah. you like to... Very nice, Bryce. Oh, my God. It's an unintended rhyme that I'm not now pulling. But, uh, my name does that. Yes, it, it has that magnetic effect on the rhyming. Uh, but, uh, yeah, c- coming back to the seriousness of it, I think this is something that many people could definitely... Uh, sympathize with or mm. actually find themselves in exactly this situation. Yeah, I'm yeah. divorced myself, yeah. so that is quite tough. Uh, so, th- can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, well, um, <coughs> I talked about it a little bit at the end of my talk, yeah. and I just mentioned how, like, you know, when I mentioned how my family, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of the ways I was acting broke up and destroyed my, or ruined my family. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what happened was um, just out of the the pure selfishness of self-survival with all with everything that i talked about in my talk i don't want to make it seem like excuses so i won't bring it up now but basically i got so selfish to the point where i ended up uh, having an affair Mm -hmm. um um I, i kind of like got weak and lacked integrity in the tough moments of what was going on um fear afraid of being uh the good dad um not being confident in being a good husband or and being sure about what love is and looks like to me because of what I've seen love to be growing up. So um, all those things, instead of, you know, communicating that with the one person, you know, that sh- I should be able to communicate that with, you know, instead I, said I kept it from her. And, you know, the more I kept that from her, the more be- the more it forced me to keep other things for her, from her. Um, so a lot of things came into play, but you know, once, once it all came out, cause honestly, while I was in the affair, I didn't want to be in it, which is, uh, I know some people are like, how did that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, while I was in it, I didn't want to be in it, but I, you know, I just continued because I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the validation it gave me, you know, where I could, or where I felt like I couldn't get it anywhere else. Um, but I was desperate. Actually, there was one point where I was uh, so desperate to get out of this this false life I was living and creating for myself that um, I just looked up to God and said, yo, man, like, I can't do this anymore. 
I'm living foul towards my wife. I'm wearing masks with every person I come in contact with. I don't even know who I am anymore. And I was like, I can't, I feel like I don't have the power to do this. So I was like, yo, if you up there, then help me. Cause I can't do this no more. And a week later, you know, a week later she found out, uh, everything came out mm-hmm. and you know, that's where it all changed for me. Cause uh, I got, obviously I was kicked. I got kicked out the house and rightly so. And I was sitting in my, in a, in my friend's, um, extra room. Well, he's not so much of a friend now. That's a different story. But, um, I was sitting in his room that they let me stay in. And, um, I just realized that I, what I'm, what I'm facing is life or death. And for some people, it might sound drastic. So what I mean is, is that if I continued down the pattern I was going, it was going to either be, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to lead to death, whether it's death spiritually and emotionally or physically, you know, no matter what, because it was such a reckless life. Cause at the same time I was a drugs and pills, uh, like weed and pills and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And that was like every night, soon as her and him, soon as her and my son went to sleep, I go downstairs, roll one up, pour one, or if there's a painkiller, take that as well. And, um, yeah, I was just going down, going down fast. Okay. I have to say that, uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because thanks, first of all, thank you for, for opening up like this. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Uh, and it's uh, a lot of bravery in your story and in sharing your story, but you mentioned that at one point you were uh, just sitting there and uh, talking to God or praying, you yeah. know, do something, you know, I yeah. cannot live like this anymore. And you said that a week later, your wife has found out. Yeah. Uh, would you say that in a way that was an answer to your prayers? Oh, it definitely was. Um, I'm a Christian and I haven't been always living like one, mm-hmm. um, but I got my I got my life right. At that, and when that happened, because mm-hmm. I realized what he said, what he was, I was building my life up, you know, to the outside world. Like I was, like I was some, like I was my own God, so mm-hmm. to speak. I was living this life, you know, and presenting on Instagram and stuff, this, this whole picture that wasn't really happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't being a good father, even though I posted pictures and videos of me dancing with my son, but that was just to get to somebody to say, oh, you're a good father, because I knew I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, God, he, he he was like, all right, well, if you now that you're finally asking for my help, now we're going to clean house. And if you're going to live clean, and if you're going to live right from here on out, then everything needs to come out. And that came out, you know, and it also forced me to bring out, uh, bring out other truths, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that, you know, to, to, to my wife. And that was hard. Like it, it was a drawn out process. Like I couldn't do it right away. Cause I was so used to lying. I be I was I was lying since I was a kid, you know, to get out of situations to keep people from mostly to keep people from being mad at me. I would lie or mm-hmm. not like me. I would lie, you know. So I I had to make a complete switch. So the two the easiest ones to do was to stop with the um, the weed. I stopped that right away. I stopped drinking right away, and I stopped with my porn addiction right away, mm-hmm. um, which that was going on since I was sixteen. And so, you know, I stopped all those things and then, you know, just continued every day, every day. And it's still to this day, just working, you know, and just trying to be better, you know, and I still stumble. I just stumbled a couple of weeks ago, you know, something so stupid. But um, but yeah, like I, but I, I get back on like I get back in the game. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not trying to lose this battle 
uh, this time around. Okay. Um, so I, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, yeah, God was like, "All right, cool. Yes, you want my help? First thing we gotta do, bring the truth out." Okay. Um, I know that this is a very, very simplistic question that I will mm -hmm. ask you, but I think in your story there is um, a lot of different aspects, and I think many of our listeners can find themselves in some sort of an aspect because you are talking about addiction and you are talking about relationship that is mm -hmm. falling apart, and also about some inner work yeah. that you had to do. Um, can you tell me if someone who is listening to us right now is in a similar situation, how would you advise them to to do the first step towards the, the, the road to righteousness? Yeah. I, uh, let's, let's call it like this. Because I think it's super difficult to get out, to make that first step. Actually, the first step is yeah. the most important, right? But many people, they just don't don't have that motivation or they, they lose hope that yeah. something can change. Yeah. What would you advise? Um, the first thing is you gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta be able to look at yourself in the mirror, mirror and say, yo, I'm not good. Because I think in these bad moments when we're living foul, We try to find things to either make us feel good or find reasons that we can think that we're good because we don't want to focus on the fact that, yo, you live in foul. Mm -hmm. And it's like you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, you're foul right now. You, that's the first thing. You got you to gotta go through the list. I'm doing this. I'm all the list. The list of all the things is just messed up. You got to sit with them and you got to face them. You got to deal with them and you got to admit it to yourself first. And then after that, then you got to be truthful about it where you where where is possible. You have to be truthful. And when I say where is possible, I mean, because if somebody you don't have access to somebody to tell the truth mm -hmm. to or you can't rectify a situation then you can't. But if you can, then you need to do it immediately. You mm -hmm. know, if you if you about to knock, if you right now about to go knock on that that secret lovers doors, like stop and just stop yourself right now and just turn around and go back home. And then tell your wife, there's so many times that I thought about doing that, just not going in, but I just gave in and went in, you know, and you have to, you, that's the, the road to salvation is, is just, it's only truth. You know, the road to righteousness or like I was saying, or the road to get back on track is mm -hmm. you have to be, tr is the truth, mm -hmm. is the truth. So, and that's the truth with yourself and then the truth to the people around you, especially the ones that you're hurting. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then whatever comes with that at the end of the day is only, is always going to be good. Even if even if your person even if your partner leaves you, you know, that's just the consequences of what you've done. But still the good from telling the truth will come. And that's the way it always is. A lot of times we think we're protecting or pr protecting someone or protecting ourselves or not hurting someone or not hurting ourselves when we're actually doing the opposite. And so you have to uh you have to be, you know, you know, even in my faith like That's the road to salvation. First is like, yo, you're a sinner, but you have a way out. You gotta be, you gotta start living truthfully. And that's, you know, I, I take that, I take that principle just in life, regardless of what faith you believe. You have to admit that you're just not good all the time. You do a lot of messed up things and you're hurting a lot of people and you're hurting that one that's sitting right next to you every night, taking care of your kid. You're hurting that one. You have to be, come to terms with that so that you can then be like, all right, no more. Because that's the only way you'll be able to honestly say no more if you can honestly say I'm doing it.
Okay, that's uh, that's quite powerful. I have absolutely no idea how I will be able to go to very light and silly topic from the bullshit of the week from <laughs> this. Okay, we are building the bridge <laughs> because Bryce has laughed. But uh, before we will get there, Marta, do you have anything uh, to add? Well, the only thing that I can say is that I want to thank you for your vulnerability and for opening up and for living what you're saying, what you're preaching. And uh, and I'm really touched by your story and by your vulnerability. So thank you for that. Mm. I, and I appreciate, I appreciate that. But I also got to like, you know, thank, you know, obviously I thank God, but also my son's mother, she's being incredible uh, as far as, it, as far as, you know, still, you know, cause she's still, she's as hurt as she is and as humiliated as she is, you know, she still goes under the guise that her, me and Gabriel, that's my son's name, mm-hmm. are still family. Mm-hmm. And she's really putting herself aside when she can to make sure, you know, to even like, you know, just be supportive of the changes that I'm making and stuff like that. And she is, she does not have to be. So a lot of that is a, a lot. I, 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 I want to transfer some of that. Thank you. You know, also to her. Um, as well so just to put that out there sure and we are adding on to thank you yes we are also adding on and i will try to smooth it out a little bit my daughter name is gabriella and your your second name is gabriella so So (laughs) gabby in the house (laughs) yeah this is not by accident this is not bad at all my son's name i've had i've had my son's name in mind since i was about 24 years old okay so and i'm 34 now um, How but, persistent! But I've always had that name for for a while. Like that was, yeah. I knew my first son was going to be named that. Marta's had that. Na- Marta had that name for thirty. I will not say how old are you. <laughs> I don't, don't say how many. Okay, that's uh, the, yeah. but that's a good transition to the bullshit. Okay. We are the ga- Gabriel's uh, vibes yeah. family. Yes, yeah. Gabby Power bullshit of the week. It's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. So guys, I have decided to prepare something uh, special and surprising for all of you as the bullshit of the week. I also was suspecting that this discussion can be very serious Mm -hmm. and just to make ourselves laugh a little bit before we will get to the wisdom that uh, Bryce will share, I have prepared for you a little quiz and I will ask you guys to listen to some of the clips with, in my opinion, five most stupid, aka stupidest song lyrics of all time, and afterwards vote for the most stupid lyric. Is that okay? Guys, I will have to tell you that this is very, very subjective. Uh, Of course, those lyrics are circulating over internet, but I have chosen my top five favorites. And at the beginning, uh, we will start with a lovely Katy Perry fireworks. plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again uh yeah so Katy perry uh, released fireworks in october 2010 and this song sold over 10 million copies in united states and the lyrics in question go 
Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? I have never heard. There's so many plastic bags out there that are just looking to start their lives <laughs> over. <laughs> Katy Perry, I'm sorry. I know that you have co-written this song, but uh, that was not not your finest moment. The next song is by lovely Nicki Minaj, and the song is called Your Love. So, uh, Nikki sings, uh, when I was a geisha, he was a samurai. Somehow, I understood him when he spoke Thai. For all of you guys, <laughs> I'm not sure if you are aware that uh, samurai are from Japan and uh, geishas are from China. And somehow, they understood each other when he was speaking Thai. I have a feeling that Nicki Minaj just throw all the East Asia references into lyrics. She was trying to be clever. Yes, and I think also Samurai... Or maybe he and was just a bilingual Samurai. That spoke also Thai. Yeah. It could be, Marta. I like that yeah, you are defending like, the lyrics. You know, like we have kids that speak several languages, right? So yeah. maybe he was just a multilingual Samurai and the geisha was traveling or something. You know, I am absolutely country. sure that this is what she <laughs> meant. <laughs> very, very good. I'm so, uh, for me, I'm a little bit... Um, partial to this because I, I can't completely laugh at it because I understand now I can understand I understand it from a different perspective being a foreigner here in Denmark and now with my son mm -hmm. you know and I think about the fact that you know I don't know as much Danish as he does but he knows you know he knows he can talk to me in English and talk to his mom yeah you know and then he speaks Danish and it's like okay I see what she's trying to do it's a bit of a reach but I see what she's trying to do well I have it's a not feeling. as bad as the plastic bag line <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you will be able to vote because number three is our wonderful German uh, duo snap from rhythm is a dancer Yes, you heard that right. I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> there were 100,000 other ways to really say that you're serious, but is comparing that you are as serious as cancer the right way to convey this message that rhythm is a dancer well we have a person that <laughs> is uh, very much you know uh, preaching the groove uh, oh, and you know like is it a good way to put uh, it <laughs> uh, i don't think i just i think they just could not find another word to rhyme with dancer <laughs> and that that also correlated with being serious um and yeah cancer is serious yes it is but dancers dancing isn't so serious so <laughs> um, okay you have to then see what I prepared as number four this is Give Me Everything by Pitbull Neo Afrojack and Nair me not working hard yeah right picture that with a Kodak or better yet go to Times Square take a picture of me with a Kodak <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. me not oh, working Pitbull. hard. 
Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. <laughs> Or better yet, go to Times Squares, take a picture of me with a Kodak. Maybe they were just paid. All you had to Kodak. say was Pitbull. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pitbull. I have to say that I was actually trying to, to find any information if Kodak ever paid Pitbull to put that in the song but i couldn't it's not it is a, a rumor or anecdote at this yeah. point of time but uh, um you i cannot find know. any conf- uh, confirmation but yes apparently pitbull tries to prove that he's working hard by asking us to go to times squares <laughs> and take, take pictures of him of him with a coda with a coda <laughs> yes but let's I just i got to tell you yeah. though but pitbull his songs are literally just for you to be at the club drunk chanting a hook <laughs> <laughs> like that's it <laughs> but uh, i don't imagine myself chanting that ever again <laughs> okay let's go to number five. for some this is considered the most stupid stupidest lyrics of all time summer girls by lfo new kids on the block had a bunch of hits chinese food makes me sick and i think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer for the summer yep new kids on the block had a bunch of hits chinese food makes me sick and i think it's fly when girls stop by For the summer. These are the thoughts that you have when you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the randomness. <laughs> It's so random. It's the, so random. Oh the God. randomness of this is uh, yeah. is uh, unbelievable. It's like I would say, on Wednesday I'm making laundry. My daughter is Gabriella, and now I'm in the radio doing interview. Uh interview it's uh. literally like if i would just put any random thoughts and, and what's the and name just, of the song again uh, summer girls and the funny thing is that this was a number one on billboard hot singles it's considered one of the greatest summer songs of 1999 it really was i remember when this song came out it, yeah. really, it really was you know not that i was into it but it really was you know what's funny about music though in general is that especially r&b songs And things that are like talking to 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 women and stuff like that, like a, or the other half, it's like you couldn't say that in a normal conversation. <laughs> you could only say it with a very well orchestrated production behind you and melody, because you couldn't just walk up to a girl and be like, you know what, New Cook's on a buck, sold a lot of hits, <laughs> and Chinese food makes me sick, but I, I do think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. <laughs> Your homies would be like, yo, you're not smoking no more for the rest of the night. Give, pass it, pass it. <laughs> yeah, but guys, that was the top. I have a little bit of a of a little cherry on the top at the end of the voting. But guys, Bryce, yes. which one of this? Katy Perry. Katy Perry, the plastic bag. Yes. Marta? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Bryce on that one. <laughs> plastic bag. Dennis? I have to go. There are so many metaphors you can use instead of a plastic bag. <laughs> It's just so stupid. <laughs> Katy Perry, you won with fireworks. Uh, you are an official winner of having the most stupid, aka stupidest lyric songs of all time. And guys, now the little cherry on the top, because that was way beyond the competition. Hmm. Yesterday was Thursday, Thursday, today yeah, is Friday, Friday. We, we, we so excited, we so excited. We gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow is Saturday and Sunday comes after work. What the heck is 
That's just okay. a song to teach what, kids what the days of the week. <laughs> Please tell me that that song is nowhere on the charts. <laughs> Actually, it got sold. This is a song by Rebecca Black. Who is that? Uh, there is a. I think we will make a special program on Rebecca Black on from the left field. I will put it one time. Rebecca Black uh, was 13 years old when she recorded the song. Her mom bought some kind of a special package from a company called I will find it. ARK Music Factory. They made the song for her. She started in video. She just wanted to make some music. And then it was uploaded on YouTube. But then someone found it on internet and then it exploded. It is considered the worst song in a music history. Okay. Okay. Yes. I thought she was about to tell me it was considered. Okay. But however, it has uh, at the moment 175 million yeah, views. She's, she's making money off of it. Uh, actually, she is not, okay. but that's another story. But yeah, that is the worst, the worst song of all time. So uh, we taught you something today, Bryce. That, yeah, I didn't even know that existed. And now, <laughs> now you know, and your life is better. Those 30 <laughs> seconds of my life is, is I you can't will, get back. You will never <laughs> get back. Okay, let's go to the wisdom then. A super wise. Wisdom of the week. So we are slowly approaching the end of this show. We have 10 minutes left, but we have two great surprises from Bryce because we will be surprised as we don't know what he will say about the wisdom of the week. I only took a little abstract one sentence from your speech and can you please briefly tell us what mm -hmm. do you mean by we dance how we live okay uh so we dance how we live is actually it's followed by a second uh part to that which is never sacrifice your groove to find your move or find the move yeah That This was my second secret wisdom of the week. Thank oh, you, sure. Bryce, for... <laughs> yes, so, okay, well, you let's... Said, you said you didn't know what I was going to say, so... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yes, guys, this is how you how you do it when you when you are open to surprises. Yeah. Um, well, basically, the whole, the whole entire thing is about getting uh, people in touch with themselves and realizing that at the end of the day, everything everything in our life gets comes back to us i don't care what we've experienced in our childhood i don't care who did what to us how you how it how it works out for you comes back to you and so what i'm and so when i say we dance how we live is that you know i started realizing and this is how my talk came about is that through like whatever you're going through in the mental and emotional um it's 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 expressed through the body. Sometimes it's expressed through stress pimples. You know, other ways it's expressed through, um, you know, defensive behavior. Like I'm never sharing my sharing my heart with people again, like whatever. And in other ways, and, you know, so it's always done in some way um, from the body um, verbally. And so I realized that my dance was expressing, you know, those things. And I, you know. I would look I started I had a moment where I started looking back um at my at my life experience and using that to teach and just the different experiences and you'll hear it in the TED talks but just the different experiences I can look at how I was dancing and realize oh shoot 
I, well, back then it makes sense because back then I was scared. I was scared to do something. I was scared to stand out or be told I, I, I was bad or wrong. So, of course, I danced stiff. Or, of course, when that happened to me, I'm dancing with more of this or that. Like, so that's when I realized that, um, um, or, and, and keep, and keep this in mind, the body, body language is the, if not the most, one of the most truthful forms of communication, mm -hmm. even when you're lying. Mm -hmm. So even when you're lying, whether it's to yourself or to the world in that body language, you know, it's still being honest. You know, you can see, you know, so much the way a person moves if they're scared, if they're uh, OCD, if they're um, unsure about themselves. You can see that in the way a person dances. So I've decided just to take dance and use that as a form of coaching or therapy to help people develop, um, develop their mind and strength their mindset and strengthen it. Uh, so that they can ultimately, you know, be them, their best selves. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be in dance, but just their best selves, period, because the tools run parallel. And that's why I say we dance how we live. Okay, and coming back to never sacrifice your groove to find the move, a.k.a. my secret second wisdom that is not so secret. <laughs> What do you mean by, by that? That is because um, the groove in dance, mm -hmm. I could teach anybody, I could teach all three of you in this room, I could teach you any step. Any mm -hmm. dance step and you'll learn it. Uh, what what makes the dance that moment for the audience member, and I know some of you you've seen somebody dance and you just watching them, you just you be like, ooh, or it just moves you or makes you cry, or you did the hair stand up. You know, that's that's not that's not because of the move that they did. It's because of the identity and the purpose and the life they put into it. And that's what groove is. Mm -hmm. Groove and dance is the life source. It's what makes the dance move have a purpose for even being performed in the first place. And so when I say never sacrifice your groove, what I'm actually telling you is never sacrifice your identity mm -hmm. to find your place. Never sacrifice your identity for that promotion. You know, never sacrifice your identity, you know, for 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 love. You don't you know, you don't sacrifice who you are for the world around you because it's ever changing. And you cannot ever change with it because you're gonna you're going to survive. You can adjust accordingly, but your identity, your core identity, your character, who you are, you have to know that and has to remain intact. Because then you'll always come from an honest place. And you'll always have you'll start to have this confidence about you that nothing can shake you, even when you get rejected. And that's what I want people to get to because I suffered through that, and in my suffering, I can, I've now figured out that I can actually make that. You know, I can you I can make that. The, healing or or help for somebody else especially the younger generation okay guys so if you are interested by what bryce was just saying and if you would like to find him afterwards and uh, learn more about his uh, coaching we will have all the information in the podcast episode of this episode of course not in any other episode in this episode and we'll have all the links to your social media so people mm -hmm. can find you and now we are quickly and swiftly going to the left field. From the left field. So now, Bryce, you are up for a challenge because hmm. we have four minutes left and okay. you have to tell us three short facts okay. about yourself. And within those three facts, uh, one is fake and two are true. Okay. And we have to guess which one is fake. Hit right. it. Cool. First one. Um, 
I was in a super, uh, what's it called, a dysfunctional relationship. Um, and I was going to court, and I would have lifted the $1,500 fine if I would have uh, went into court. But instead, I sat on the phone in the parking lot of the court house arguing with the, the, the person I was in a relationship with who um, was going to get the money back in the first place. I sat on the phone arguing all the way through the court. And so I missed my court opportunity, which means that I ended the fifteen hundred never got returned. And uh, my excuse was because I was on the phone with her trying to make her feel better. Okay, number two. Number two is I have actually had the opportunity to dance with in front of President Obama. That's just that's it. That's number it. three. That ends there. And then number three is that um, when I was what's called 19 years old, um, I had a I or actually let's, let's scratch that. Since I was four years old, my favorite thing to do and the thing that I always wanted to do up until about, you know, my 20s or whatever is uh, be a professional soccer player. Okay, guys, two of those stories are true. One is fake. Which one is fake, Marta? Tough one, because I could not see your eyes. Because it's through the eyes I recognize. He was very smart. <laughs> he was very smart. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah he so covered it. I will go with the last one is the fake. Dennis? Uh, the first one. Is fake? Yeah. I don't know why I think the last one is fake because the first one had so many details and the second one is something that could have happened. So mm. I vote for a third one. Okay, which one is fake? Tell us. The fake one is the second one. I did not dance in front of President <laughs> Obama, although I wish Look I could. how much faith we have in you. <laughs> <laughs> we totally thought it was true. Damn it. It's, it's well, mind you, I've been, I've been good at lying since a child. Unfortunately, so. And we have a live proof to show you guys. <laughs> yes. No one won this competition today. And with that, not so optimistic accent for us, but very optimistic accent for you. If you want yeah. to go to politics or banking, because you can lie, we would like to end this show. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. And thank you guys so much for having you. me. For real. Dennis, thank very you. nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. You too. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that 5 indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!